Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Fitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Lutz from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. The podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. It is time once again for another wonderful episode of Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This is episode number 190. Good Lord, never thought we'd make it that far. We are at 1600 Bucks Slayer Place, right in the Bucketorium, beautiful Sherrard, Illinois. My name is Steve in the, stu- <laughs> in the studio slash Kurt's house. Here's Kurt. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. Hey. Uh, TJ underst- Unger is texting me right now, so. You can- well, oh, yeah, okay. What's he What's he saying? Let's take a break in the podcast to figure out what TJ is saying to us. See, guys, that's how legit we are. We got people texting us in the middle of us podcasting. <clears throat> TJ Unger is our good buddy from the Virtue TV. and uh, Oh, I see that. We will be recording with him. He just asked if we're going to be recording at ATA this week, and uh, I said, you betcha. Hell yeah. So uh, thanks for joining, everyone, to the podcast from 190, as Steve mentioned. Yeah, the episode, this is the, uh, if you're listening to this, um, you know, uh, depends on when you're listening, but we... I have a question quick for listeners. What do you want us to do for episode 200? Yeah, we need to find out, because for us, we just want to reach that milestone so me and Kurt can get working class bowhunter tattoos. Because you've said if we make two, no, wait, it was two it, years, which we're overdue. Yeah, we're overdue. We've made 200 episodes. So, yeah. Um, well, we'll get right into the nitty gritty here. So, everyone, thank you for joining the podcast. You ATA got, week. I want to get you to do the vet shout out first thing right Absolutely, off the bat. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me get that pulled up here. We do have a brand new, uh, vet shout out tab. So if you go to our website, workingclassbowhunter.com, uh, the veteran, I'll link it in the description of this episode. Yeah, so if you have a vet that you want us to shout out, you know, if you uh, if you think that we won't see a Facebook message or an Instagram message for whatever reason, please feel free to reach out to us and contact us for anything. But especially vets, you know, we felt it important enough that we're going to give them their own tab. So send in a form. Me and Kurt will get it. So it's going to multiple places. We will get it, and we want to do this. The first vet shout-out here is going to be Captain Ben Smith. Your buddy D-Rock Clark sent this in. His branch was the Army. Uh, this guy led many tours uh, with uh, 
with Derek's uh, brother, Staff Sergeant Damian Clark, who we shouted out. Um, he always brought back his platoon. Ooh, I'm sorry. He always brought back his platoon safely with the American flag draped over his shoulders. So, man, thank you for your service to this country. Uh, dude, we can't do this podcast without vets. These guys went overseas and many other places, and they were like, hey, there's people in the place I love that don't care what I do or just don't care about me. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And they could lose their life. And, man, vets, uh, dude, we love we love our vets. We always want to shout them out. Anything we can do to help out, we want to help out. So, Captain Ben Smith, thank you for your service. And since we brought it up, Damian Clark, thank you for your service as well. Again, thanks, guys. We love our vets. That's right. Uh, like Steve said, go to the link if you want to submit your own veteran shout-out. And thanks to all veterans, you, you know, make it – possible for us to get on this podcast and drink beer and cuss and talk about hunting every week so that's uh super thankful for that so i apologize if i butchered that a little bit i took my phone case off and i didn't realize uh how touchy my buttons were without a phone case (laughs) have you done that dude if you take your phone case off and you mess around with it yeah you're gonna close stuff out so uh, i apologize if i butchered that a little bit this podcast is brought to you by we're gonna go reverse order we always have our order um new to the show is manta coolers and uh, we said last year on uh, or last year last week on the show um, we've we drink enough cold frosty beverages in the studio, which it comes hand in hand with like real conversation. Is mm-hmm. there's always some sort of beverage, whether it's water, whatever, whether it's a a beer, or whatever. And so this cooler is awesome. We had the fridge in the studio for a while, and it was just too loud. This cooler is amazing. We have our own podcast traveling cooler now. Um, check out Mana Coolers, great stuff. Um, affordable and. I feel like I could throw this thing down a mountain. It's going to be fine <laughs> when you get to the bottom to pick it up. It's it feels tough. Like you're you're not going to be worried about getting on top of this thing to stand up on it to get equipment in the back of your truck or, or anything like that. Um, so check out Mana Coolers. I'm super thankful for them. Also new to affordable. the show, affordable. That's the main key there. Also new to the show is Rattler Grips. Uh, handsome Rob Schneider uh, from Rattler Grips down there in Texas is building custom bow grips, even custom grips for revolvers and 1911s. And we have our custom in all sorts of different colors and whatever patterns and wood and marble look and anything you need antler even uh, with the logo our logo engraved in them if you would like your own set um, just message rob on facebook at rattler grips or instagram at rattler grips and uh, let them know that you heard it on the show and you want your own set absolutely dude there have you shot yours yet Oh, shoot yeah. your bow with it, mm-hmm. yeah, dude i uh i got to shoot my bow i drew it back uh saturday in the woods i'll uh-huh. tell that story Remind me. Um, also, Hello. Steve, you take them. I'm tired of talking. All right. Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, since we're going in reverse order. We usually save the best for last, but uh, Smith's Custom Meats are out there in beautiful Viola, Illinois. The finest deer processor in western uh, northwestern Illinois. Dude, the guy knows what he's doing. That family is fantastic. They are cutting up a lot of deer. I know that, um, you know, back in the day when you used to take your deer and it was just like, ah, eh, let's get some sausage and maybe some ground. You look at this menu, you're like, dude, you don't even see menus this big at fancy restaurants. Whatever you want, and if you got a request item and enough people want it, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Brats, meatloaves, I got pizza brats, ready to pizza brats. Did you get the pizza brats? Mm-hmm. I haven't had them yet though. I got them. I'm saving them. I'm saving my stuff for summer. But yeah, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, dude. Scott, Susan, Andrew. Good family, good stuff. Everybody, I'm, I'm, I'm missing little Sam, but I don't think he listens to the podcast. He's not 18. He can't listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Um, we've been big supporters of Scent Crusher. They've been big supporters of us. Um, we've worked our closets and our bags and everything overtime this year. The ozone goes, the room clean. Um, the stuff's awesome. We run the room clean after every podcast in the studio. Um, things working awesome. Um, check them out, ScentCrusher.com. Also, HHA Sports. Um, something new they got is something coming. new at ata show i'm not even sure what it is i have no idea i texted you because i saw that and you know guys we're uh we're not gonna lie to you we got the inside scoop you know but we know people we single do. pin nation lifetime warranty uh check out hha and uh last but definitely not least elite archery i all i'm gonna say is i'm gonna shoot the ritual is one of the first things i do when we get to that show man i'm gonna I be shooting wait. target bows I, well, we're, i'm gonna shoot them all 
I would, dude. I'm, either I'm going to do it right away or I'm going to save it to the last day when things tone down a bit at the show. And I can just run through and shoot them as much as I want. Dude, imagine this. Like, all right, so Darren Christianberry taught you how to shoot uh, back tension. Shoot back tension. Imagine, like, you know, he gets to see you shoot a target bow for the first time, gives you pointers. Like, how awesome would I've that be? shot a target bow before. No, I mean, like, a real one. Like, oh, yeah, like an elite one? Yeah, like a real one. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm excited to go to the booth and see all our buddies and talk to everyone and vibe it up at the elite booth. It's going to be awesome. So if you're going to the show, check them out um, and check everyone, all our sponsors out at ATA if you're going to be there. Uh, so thankful for all our sponsors. Moving on. Yes. The podcast. It's just me and Steve here. It I, is. If you haven't caught on to that. E-Rock e- 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 and Douglas are packing. I was like, man, how the hell are we going to do... Just me and you, because I was like, Eric's going to be gone, Douglas. Well, we're recording Eric. now. Everyone's probably like, this is a weird release during the week because ATA, we're leaving for ATA right after we get off work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's an early release podcast for the week, but we always try to do one a week. So here it is. Even if it's horrible content, still content. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because, <laughs> dude, you know, hey, even, even in... When an animal defecates, there's still some form of nutrient in there. So what right. I'm saying is, good analogy. Even even in a pile of shit, there is still something worth something in there. So stick through this episode. There might be something. I we might prove you that theory wrong, but I'm just saying. Well, let's let's do a little pre ATA show segment. All right, and then we have some like listener questions and shit, and, and our social media comments that we'll get to. Um, since you've never been to the archery trade show before, you're not really sure what to expect. I have no um, idea. The only thing that I really know of that I want to hit for sure is the innovation zone. Yeah, that's a cool spot because it's, from what I understand, and I'm not trying to speak on something I don't know, which I do a lot, but that's where like all the newest, <laughs> latest and greatest pro- uh, products are, which I, to me, that's always cool shit. There's some cool stuff in there. I've met some friends and that, and they are just talking to people and stuff, you know, just learning about different stuff that's coming up and mm-hmm. that's a cool area. You'll enjoy that. It's, uh, the ATA, if you've never been, if you've been there, I'm not telling you anything new, um, but it's a super flashy in your face type place. Like all the new stuff, you know, there's the hunting celebrities, people you look up to your hunting heroes are all there. Um, it's just a big, you're like a kid in a big ass candy store <laughs> that you can get lost in. And it, it's a good time, man. It's, it is. So besides that, like what else are you looking forward to? Like, what are you expecting? Uh, I'm expecting, um, you know what I was expecting and you, you put that, uh, to rest really quick. Uh, I, you know, for the past couple of years, we've always gone to the Iowa Deer Classic, and trying to get up and down aisles is is a pain in the ass. I remember we were watching, um, what the hell were we watching? Oh, it was that Conquest Deer Scent, and they were at ATA, and there was like, you, you know, we were watching it, and there was like maybe like four or five people around the booth and walking, and you're like, dude, that is what ATA looks like. I go, what? And you go, Yeah. There is that many people there, but the area is so large that it's not crowded. It's not really crowded. I mean, sometimes it is, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's, well, it's easy walking, man. Yeah, if there's not like a big bow release, like whenever you see the pictures of like Bowtech or whatever doing that, but you were like, dude, dude one year Bowtech was tattooing in their booth. <laughs> he was like, hey, man, can I get a Cobra tattoo? It's like they had like, it was a super simple, like 20 minute tattoos. But anyway, ATA is a good time, man. It's everyone's there. Um, most of the people that we've interviewed on the show, much of our buddies are going to be there. So it's going to be, it's going to be, we're going to be busy, but it's going to be good. We're going to be recording there at ATA. So in the coming weeks, expect if everything goes smoothly, a pile of episodes. And, and I'm not sure how we're going to do it. If we're going to release two a week, whatever you guys want to hear, we might, I might just full blown blast them, throw them all at you. I don't, we don't know what we're going to do yet. It depends on how many we, we uh, record and uh, what gets done. Um, we're kind of going in with, uh, we have a lot of plans, but an open schedule because that way we can kind of do whatever we want while we're there. And, uh, I mean, who knows? I might take the recorder to the floor and oh, just yeah. interview random ass people. All right. So who, let me ask you this. Who are you most excited to see? Who, who am I most excited yeah. to see or what? Who, like people, man, there's so many. I, I don't know. It's, it's more like the, the plethora and like of people that we have to meet up with is like I'm really looking forward to like everyone we recorded with in the past year yeah. all our all our buddies that we've known and run into every year at ATA 
Like I, even from Scott Bach and a guy that we talked to on the regular that we know from HHA, who made a him surprise appearance at the garage party last year. Yeah, we throw an annual garage party. I'm looking forward to seeing Scott all the way to recording with TJ Younger to recording with whoever, me, like making new friends. Because every year at ATA, you meet new people and you make new friends. And oh yeah, it's, it's a good time, man. And we a lot of connections are made. Like uh, we met uh, Justin Martin from down south at ATA last year. Me and Eric, yeah, we actually right. ate dinner with him. And just got to talking. Um, I post on Instagram. I think he wants a podcast, too, so that might happen. Yeah, we might do that. Well, he was sitting next to us at ATA last year and, and at dinner, and I was just like, hey, man, what's going on? And we just introduced each other and just started talking. I'm like, hey, well, we do a podcast. Let's record. And that's we hit that off that way. It's, that's how it goes, man. That's how ATA is. It's, it's an amazing place. Yeah. Um, is it weird <clears throat> that I'm, like, really, really excited? To, and we talk about them all the time. Uh, you know, I hope we're not ramming anything down your throats, but anyone from the virtue, like Philip Vanderpool, dude, if you ever met these people and got to know them like we did, they're awesome. Like Philip, yeah, obviously TJ, I think Brady Miller is going to be there. I can't wait to meet that dude. And, uh, Josh and Kristen McDaniel. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I just say these people are awesome and I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to meeting them for sure. That's like who I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Cause talking to T-Bone, Probably it's hard to get to tell me he's a rock star, but it's it's almost like certain people are like, man, they're busy. I'm not going to bother them, which is understandable. But <clears throat> I, I'm just to me, I'm really excited to, and I mentioned this in the and and live that we did, just being able to get to a a place where everybody is into the same thing. Yeah, that's a cool feeling. It really is because it, it's a uh, it's like your big family. It's almost like. You ever go to a family reunion, but you don't know everyone that's that's in. You don't know all your family members because yeah. you're a big family. You don't get to see them all the time. It's kind of uh, feeling like I know we're related, but I just don't talk to them very often. But uh, uh, here I go, I'm breaking the. <laughs> that's a horrible analogy. No, I'm the exact opposite. See, I've got like yeah, we know. Oh, dude, hand me one of them cold soda pops out of that mana cooler over there, will you? Would you like that? I would love one. It's it's gonna be fun, man. I, this is our first year recording at ATA. I've gone every year since 2012, I believe. And it's changed a lot in good ways and some bad ways. Not necessarily bad ways, but annoying ways. And, and it basically what I'm referring to is, like, we always joke around. And if anyone actually takes offense to this, man, like, we are 100% kidding. I mean, like, we're poking fun at something that's obviously in the industry for really no reason is the Insta famous huntresses thing. So, yeah, I, no, we're just we're just giving jokes. It's not We're not saying, hey, we don't want them living in our neighborhood. Right, yeah, nothing extreme. So um, I had a hilarious idea. All right. So when we did a Facebook and Instagram Live before this podcast, I was like, I had this idea. We're going to do a Steve at ATA show. And it, I might decide, no, I don't even want to do it. No, because, hell no. Because you, you're just shining people up that don't need to be shot. Like, we're kind of, like, going to hurt what we hate. We're going to help what we are annoyed by in the industry by no. doing this. But it'll be funny to people who listen to the podcast. What is it, dude? So, you got it. Okay. Uh, we so, have to do what it. Here's we have to idea. do it. Here's my idea. So throughout at ATA throughout the show, if we get time when we're walking around, if we have time, and when we're mingling around, and uh, after the show when we're at dinner or we go out for a couple of drinks or whatever, maybe wherever we're at during this whole experience of ATA, if we run into someone that is a uh, what I like to call an insta famous huntress, <laughs> no, we are going to have Steve take a photo with them and just like glam them up, like hey. He loves following you. Like, can we just get a photo? Oh my god! And just get pictures of Steve with just like hot chicks that are just like popular for no reason. Get the yeah, I'm down with that, dude. We need well, to do we it. need to do that. We'll just collect them. And it'll be funny, and then we'll po- we'll make a compilation video of like Steve at ATA show oh, no. and just throw all those photos together all in one. How funny would that be, dude? You know, you know what else we need to do? Uh, my thing is like accidentally getting someone that's legit though, and then throwing it in there and like having them be associated with the rest. Do you know what I mean? I accidentally legit. <laughs> like someone that we like we aren't aware of. No, but like I just was like anyway, it's, it's all in good fun. Okay. But yeah, let's do it. Completely then, harmless. You know what selling. I'm gonna do the whole time? Dude, I, I don't know if anyone's gonna pick it up, but dude, I am gonna do the hover hand. Oh, when you like put your hand around yeah. them but you don't touch them? Dude, I'm gonna try and Super look as creepy. awkward as shit. If we no, you need to like when uh, you know that pose when you get down on your knee and put your hand on your knee and put your hand on your chin. Yes, I'm doing like the pose. You need to get down and do that like just last second before we take the photo. 
no, these chicks are going to think I'm marrying them. And what if a couple say, no, no, yeah. no, like you're facing the camera. No, you're I know. like with them, like a Backstreet Boy. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with this actually now. Yeah. Dude, I got to. It's like, man, I love your Instagram. Can we get a photo? I loved all those deer you didn't kill. That was awesome. <laughs> I saw I all those geese you killed. I should be like, baby. Fit to kill. Oh, dude, you, were, <laughs> you were just so gorgeous. You know you know what the lengths I would go my through? My back's been killing me. Do you have any tips to help me pull out my deer this year? I, <laughs> my, my love for you is is greater than the fences around the property no, that you he's up, he's okay, up. okay i'm just kidding dirty dirty dude that is hilarious and that needs to happen hey you know what since we said it people are gonna be pissed off that doesn't happen and i think uh i'm not afraid to do it, it oh it's it's it'll be funny it's a done deal it'll be our little secret working class bow hunter family anyway <laughs> let's move on that is funny though yeah and it's all uh, in good fun well here's what i want to ask you yeah listen what do you expect this ATA to be like since you went to Indiana last year? Uh, is it going to be any different? Do you think you'll know your way around, or does it change? I don't know. That's a good question. It's never in the years I've been, unless I'm drawing a blank. It's never been this in the same year twice. Mm-hmm. It's always like it used to be Columbus, Ohio. Then you know I'd hop to Indianapolis, then hop to Louisville, Kentucky, then Nashville. Or you know my orders messed up, but. Those were the cities it would hit. I, I might be missing one, but um, I think this is the first year in a while that's been the same city twice. So I, I, it could be the same spot. I doubt it. It all depends. It's there's new companies going, so I doubt it's all the same. But oh, okay. it's, you get lost, man. Last year, me and Eric got turned around. We're like, man, have we even been over here? I don't remember. Um, but it's a good time, man. It's a trade show. So if you're into trade shows and you get giddy on that, you'd have a good time. But if it's not your style. Then uh, I get it, man. I do get it. It's uh, wait till after ATA, and then things will be out there. Just listen to our podcast. And I mean, we'll be honest about it. If it's super broy and everyone's jacked on mountain ops, we'll let you know. <laughs> I want to be all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Um, get my Mountain Dew mouth going on. So we got um, moving on from ATA, which you guys are going to hear enough about that. I don't want to. We've already beat a dead horse. Um, <clears throat> we had some listener. Uh, questions in the comments and there's some I don't get um, there's some on here that we're not going to cover now because uh, we have episodes coming up that are going to cover these in detail um, Alec Neblas likes spring turkey hunting prep um, right currently right now I'm not thinking about anything turkeys because oh shit did we forget wait when are, when um, do you apply for licenses we've already we talked about this today uh we Wait. missed our first lottery. We're not big turkey hunters. When we, did we talk about this? We did liked, we talk about this earlier? You're oblivious. I'll cover it with you later. Yeah, but, okay. Um, we're not huge turkey hunters. We we do turkey hunt, but we save our vacation in Illinois the way the seasons fall. We save our vacation for deer. And if I can turkey hunt, I will. Um, it, right now, we will, do, we will do a full episode on turkey hunting and spring turkey hunting. Um, we got some guys that are what I like to call turkey ex- experts. They might not to admit it that way, but like Clark Cummings did a really good turkey episode last spring, and we'll do like a part two with him uh, coming up this spring um, or come early spring. Um, Troy Naylor, free tickets to ATA for all your faithful listeners. That uh, I wish that could happen, man, but it, it can't. <laughs> Pat Finley, at least it's warming up in Indy. Got any extra passes to ATA? We sure don't, man. We sure don't. I wish we could give uh, passes away. That would be awesome. Um, I'm reading. Dustin Brott, we know what bows, sights, and tree stands or tires for Stephen Muller you guys use, but never talk about the rangefinders or binos. Maybe a podcast with Vortex. Um, I would podcast with Vortex in a second. That would be really awesome. Um, we have mutual friends with some of the guys from Vortex. Uh, as far as range finders right now, I am shooting or using Nikon. Oh, forgive me. Uh, the, the Archer's Choice. Um, I don't know. I think it's called. Oh, man, I can't remember. Steve's out of the studio, so he can't help me. Steve, what's the uh, Archer's Choice range finder from? Is it Nikon? Uh, it is Nikon. Oh, yes, it is. Nikon, the Archer's Choice one, the bow hunting one. That's what I'm using for a rangefinder. What are you using for a rangefinder, Steve? I am using the... Don't say it. Oh, sorry about that. 
What what rangefinder are you using? I am using the. Uh, You're using it the, was, the fucking wild game one. No, I'm not. It was. Uh, it's a Halo. It was the. It's uh, a wild game one. Halo is. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. What am I? Yeah, it's the Halo. It's the, the head brown of one. Yeah, that uh, no, it was a camo one. I'm pretty sure that's a Wild Game Nation one. Are you sure? Yeah, you better throw that thing in the garbage. <laughs> All right, well, I need to get a new one. I um, didn't even think about it. And then for binos, I am using Nikon Pro Staff 7s, I believe. Uh, they're $200. I bought them at Gander Mountain, um, which, by the way, Gander Mountain's making a comeback. They're coming back. Uh, you mean just Gander Outdoor? Uh, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I, bought, I bought my uh, Nikons from Gander for about $200. I love them. I initially bought them for um 3d archery in the summer to see rings and where i'm shooting and stuff like that and it's i'm pissed if i forget them like i i do my best not to forget them they're always in my backpack and it's it's literally been a lifesaver for me in the woods um love those things but i would like to do vortex make some awesome stuff i would like to get a vortex on a podcast and uh i know they're, they have good stuff if someone was like hey Try these Vortex for a while. I'll be like, all right, I'll put my, uh, my, my uh, the, icons down. The binos that our buddy uh, Brandon Bequeath had, they were the Vortex Diamondbacks, I think. And they're like 210 bucks or something. But, dude, they are nice. They're slim. They're compact. And they are, they are, do I say it? They are legitness. Legitness. That was legitness. Um, <clears throat> I liked them. Sean Polk S. Over, under, on Steve getting thrown out of ATA slash after party. I don't, dude. If we do what we were going to do, it's a... No. Uh, the over, under is a plus uh, probably going to happen. Um, No, it won't happen. It definitely won't. We're, we're, we're kidding about being obnoxious. Um, Amber Mark Hurley. The importance of minerals and feed after the season ends to refuel the deer after a hard season in winter. Illegal that, as well. That's one of those things in Illinois. We, uh, we can't use that. Um, which sucks. It it does suck, but like Eric can, Eric and Doug can in Iowa. Is it how soon after season can you do? I've never. I think thought se- about it. I think once season's closed, it's fair game. But don't hold that to me because I don't live in yeah, Iowa. Yeah, if so you if you live in Iowa, don't take our word for it. Look at your local uh, 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 regulations, rules and regulations book. Yeah, don't take our word for it. Um, <laughs> this one's funny. Trevor Schmidt, our good buddy. Oh, God, has the rut started yet? Tree stands and camera prep for the off season, possibly. Um, what I do for the off season? Um, hold on, hold on. Tree stands. And Trevor camera. ask about tree stands. Uh, Mister Texas Tripod asked no, about Trevor's tree stands. Been, he's been asking. He, we've been kind of bouncing ideas off each other for a hang on setup. I I say I leave mine till like it's springish, like not negative twenty with you know with the wind chill yeah. before I mess with the mine. But you know, certain ones I'll pull down, other ones I'll refresh, new straps, whatever, new seats. Um cameras, when it gets brutal cold, I'm done leaving my cameras out all year. Like I'm pulling them all back in because I think that just it breaks them, even though they're supposed to be like all weather. That can't that's not good on anything. Dude, yeah, this brutal this is brutal weather. Like there's no way that anybody's still gonna have battery life in their cameras. Dude, my truck was dead for like four days. Yeah, it's brutal. Um Brian Teller, taxidermy, mounts, and deer processing cuts. Um, like Some of this, like we have podcasts coming up on this. Taxidermy, that's Mark's topic. Um, I don't know what he's asking. Are we just talking in general about the mounts? Oh, I think, um, he, yeah, I think he wanted to know what uh, maybe what's coming up on future episodes. Stay tuned sometime this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Heath Cornett, how do you make tag soup the best recipe? Steve? Oh, God, Heath. I used to work with Heath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tag soup is real easy to make. Uh, you just uh, basically don't put that much effort into it, and it uh, tastes bland. Just don't do anything. <laughs> there you go, and you have tag soup. Um, two straight hours of Steve talking about wrestling. That's not happening, but that is funny. Who said that? Uh, Richard Rapley. Richard Rapley. Uh, call me on the phone. We'll talk pro wrestling. Jordan Hubinski. We know this guy. Uh-oh. Podcast with Jordan before. Uh, what are you looking forward to most at ATA besides seeing me and shed hunting? God, I was just gonna say seeing seeing Jordan Hubinski. <laughs> um, like we said earlier, I'm I'm excited to shoot the elite, the new elites, and see just anything new and making new friends. Man, that's you can't go wrong. With I want to see just something that like that's like, oh, dude, that shit is genius. Yeah, you might. Uh, that's possible. Shed hunting. I'm looking 
I'm really I'm like I don't want to think about shed hunting yet because I still have one day left in me after ATA. I want to try and get it done. But deer are shedding already. I know. That's I've seen horrifying. Uh, people posting from around here deer with one rack or one side of the rack. And we'll just, get into that here in a minute. But it's I'm I love shed hunting. It sucks. I have like all these high expectations every year, and I find one every year. Um, that's because Dana Pace knows where he hunt. And he comes scoops all yours. <laughs> that has to be it. Shed hunting when to start tips. Um, I would, you know, we're going to cover this at Dana Pace, but I, it depends on your area, man. You start seeing deer drop, and I don't think it's too late to shed, or, you know, too early to shed hunt. I mean, you don't want to spook deer off your ground yeah, to your neighbors, right. but, so you got to play that. That So um, just shed hunt your neighbor's property. Um, here's uh, some people in here. Gene Miller uh, wants extreme cold weather gear and layering systems. Different types folks use. What works, what doesn't. Fleece, wool, and cotton. That's always been my rule of thumb for Oh, wearing. yeah, that's easy. Uh, just have two pair, uh, like a pair of testicles. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, what I do for cold, like when it gets really cold, I have um, the Under Armour 4.0 layering oh, system. You gave me shit for having... All right, I'll let it slide because Under Armour gear is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm warmer. Dude, um, I, man, I wish Under Armour didn't do the shit that they did because you know what? I, I would I, totally buy their gear. I think I cared about it when it first happened. Uh, maybe I don't even remember like what my opinion. I, I just I don't give a fuck anymore. Like it doesn't matter if it keeps me warm. I might buy it, but it, like, dude, I, I here's my thing. Where were me and you? At? Under Armour versus other issues with like companies like Wild Game Nation. Under Armour wins every day. Oh, for sure, and I, not not. I'm saying that that's like correlated, but well, but the, and they are still like you know with. With the the exception of the uh, what happened to the Bomars, that shit sucked. And you know, I saw something where she kind of said some stuff, but I'm like, hey, you know, it is what it is. I but, do agree, though. Like, I want my hunting companies to be hunting companies, not fucking soccer and whatever other sport companies. But you know, they do make some really, really fantastic shit, and they do some still support hunters. I mean, you know, with their camo lines, it it's still out there. But I just some of the gear that they've got, I'm like, God damn, dude, I would love to be wearing this. Yeah, I mean, I like my my base layer stuff. And then what I do, I base layer, and then I always wear, like, a regular pair of socks, like, tight to my feet. And then, like, I'll wear, like, two pairs of wool socks because if you sweat, it, like, wicks moisture, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, lacrosse, 1,600 insulate boots I think I'm wearing now. Those things are awesome. Um, Are you going to buy... Because you got another pair of lacrosse, don't you? No, I'm going to buy an early season pair for next year. And then... uh, Next early season. And then... um, I wear... Now I'm wearing a snap-on base layer heated jacket. And then I'm wearing on top of that a... When it gets cold, a Milwaukee camo (laughs) heated jacket. And then... This is actually... I'm glad this got brought up because... I threw on all those heated jackets. I get my... I have an outer layer, like, scent blocker, all-season jacket, I think what it is, and my harness, like, buckles inside it. It's really slick, really awesome. And I know, like, that whole lawsuit happened with, like, scent blocker and scent lock, but I'll be honest with you, with, like, scent crusher and, and the way I play the wind, I don't know how much those scent clothing companies even work anyway, so I'm more concerned about, like comfort of fit and like pockets and like ergonomics of like how a jacket fits and do you know what i mean like yeah i'm less concerned like oh there's a carbon weave thing in here that's helping filter my scent oh we put the silver essence in here it's like ah shut up dude i just wanted to be comfy it might help i get it but the quality of clothing is like what i'm into but i broke the zipper the main zipper on my jacket not realizing i did it when until i got out there and i'm like shit now I can't zip this thing up. Like it, it sort of sucks. So I'm in the market for a new outer layer jacket, um, and that's something I'm going to be looking for at ATA this yeah, year. I'm going to look at scent blocker, scent lock, Nomad, whatever brands out there. I'm going to check them all out. I do. Ha- I have scent blocker camo, and I've had it for I want to say about five years. So it's time to update. Dude, mine's worn out. Mine, and you know we and it we looks talk good about though. This. Still, I got to add like the real tree pattern. And everything is still. Crystal clear. Mine looks, I, part of that is scent crusher the last uh, the last two years. Yeah, because I'm not it, washing it. Yeah, and scent crusher. Here's here's what's uh here's what's gonna happen with uh scent crushers because it's science and this is ozone in general. You got to clarify that ozone in general. What's gonna happen is it's gonna eat elastic. Um, it just it is what it is. That's the one. If you're gonna have a downfall, that's the one downfall. So like the cuffs 
on like if you got like elastic on your cuffs or waistbands or, or waistbands like, certain like anything if you have a, a harness as elastic on it it's good. ozone in general is going to eat it it's going to it probably won't do it the first time but I, I would say if it's a harness just i w- if your harness has elastic in it do not put that in there but anything else yeah go ahead and uh, you can throw even electronics in there but elastic is the one thing that that gets broke down. Well, the thing is, like, I need to clarify, like, we really need to bury that in because a lot of people message us, um, like, I got a couple this week. Hey, is it true that Scent Crusher eats elastic? Well, it's not Scent Crusher. It's ozone. It's ozone. No matter what brand you use, depending on the amount of exposure that material gets to ozone, it's going to eat it up eventually. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it's it's one of those one of those deals that if you know going into, you know how to avoid it. I mean, it'd be like, dude, if if I told you, hey, don't go down that alley. There's some like six foot seven dude that punches you right in the stomach, and then you walk down the alley and you get punched right in the stomach by a six foot seven guy, and you're like, what the hell, man? Like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I said, don't walk down that alley. That simple as that. Me a little bit, but I, I get your analogy. But it's as simple as that. So if you got elastic, I I, I remember careful it, with it. It took a while for for some of that to happen. I, I ran a couple cycles, but it it, it did. It, it stretched it out to the point where it was like just like fabric. So if you don't care that your elastic, like um, with my with my harness, um, where this elastic was was around the um the buckles. Where if you got the buckles and they're close to your legs, like if you got fat thighs like me, it's gonna click together and you're gonna like to have that. Well, that little band that sits, you know, that that'll go over the um the adjuster clip. That got that got worn away pretty quick. That's um, fine with me. I don't mind that at all, as long as everything still has its own function. So, back to wet winter weather shit. I'm going to be looking for a new jacket. So, if anybody has recommendations on something warm or something that you can get by with most of the season, let me know. I uh, hopefully ATA I find one. I'm like I'm buying one. Um, Scott Clark. I don't really get what the fuck he's talking about. Um, how about the sniping of deer in Illinois and CWD? Which could spell uh, the end of whitetail deer hunting. Is there something that came yeah, out that I don't know about with no. the sniping deer? Is that like here's, a Chicago suburb thing? No, here's what, here's what he's talking. Here's what he's uh, referring to is what I think. Um, you remember when I, and I think I brought it up a couple weeks ago, when I went to that sportsman forum with our uh, my buddy, our buddy Tim Kitts, it was when I got laid off mm-hmm. like that first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and our buddy Scott Wright, um, who's due for a podcast, he was up there, Jordan Hubinski, all those guys at the old bone shed, and they had this sportsman's forum. Well, the biggest thing that they were all pissed off about uh, that a lot of people were were the sharpshooter program uh, was the sharpshooter program Where? that happens in Illinois. So what happens is... I don't know about this. And the DNR will admit to this. What they do is in March or some at some point, what they do is they take the sharpshooters out. Basically, it's uh, DNR officers with rifles, and they harvest deer. They shoot them. At a designated location, I think they'll shoot probably 30 or 40. And what they'll do is when they take all the carcasses, they get all the information from them, and then they uh, cut them open and, you know, send in the brain matter to get to figure out where CWD is. Okay. So they're just collecting data, but in order Where's to Where is this data, happening? That's the thing I don't get. Like I, I don't know why that, I haven't heard much about this. Like I need to know wh- where this is going on and like how often it goes on. That I don't know, and I don't think it happens on private property. Though I would assume it has to happen on state property. Yeah, but like, how are they finding thirty deer to shoot on public ground when guys are hustling their asses off all season? I'll probably march. shoot them at night. Well, mar- Yeah, they got because they're. And here's here's where I don't I don't feel like I know enough to even talk about this right now. Yeah, you know the, what I mean. Like I, I don't and, want to talk about it. If and I this don't is what know. Brought, and this is why we need to have Scott on because he can talk about it. And what they do is Scott's when, from Canada. <laughs> no, 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 Scott Wright. Scott Wright. Okay, and he's from uh, uh, somewhere around there. But this is from what I understand. From what I I took away from that, the program is there. You can find any information on it. Um, if you call and ask, and they'll tell you because you know it's legal information. It's not. I don't feel like what they're doing is wrong because they are trying to test for this to figure out where it is and then to figure out maybe how to how to battle it. I can't say whether I feel if it's wrong or right because I don't know enough information. Yeah, about so it. that that's where that's where I'm at. But again, if I, I bet if I dove into it, well, I'm not betting. My first reaction is like is to think it's wrong. Yeah, because they're taking that amount of deer for absolutely nothing. But 
It, would you would you feel it was wrong if I and I don't know if they do this, but if they take all the the good meat and donate it to charities? I mean, that's better. I don't know if that's they a do. Good, if that happens, it's a better thing of the situation. But I don't know if they do that because I don't know if they're going to send diseased meat out. I don't know. I don't know either. Like it's one of those things. It's yeah, that makes the situation like oh, there's a good that comes out of it. But at the same time, I don't feel like shooting a large quantity of deer in any area is necessary. Necessarily. A good thing. No, and you know, and if I you think look that at if a, you're gonna like, oh, we need to take thirty deer, and we need to find out they have chronic wasting disease. This is what I would think they would do: is we're gonna shoot three deer over here on this side of the county, then we're gonna go north end of the county, shoot three deer there, go east end, south end, what you know, get each end and center of the counties. Then you test them that way. Not, I would wouldn't think that they would yeah, shoot one property. Oh, there's thirty deer out here in the field with an AR or night vision scope and shoot them all down. And be like, oh, well, let's test them all. Like, yeah, oh, fuck if one. I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know anything about. It. I have no idea. Maybe I'll, I'll message uh, Scott and maybe we'll set up a podcast with him. He's, That's a good he's idea, cool, dude. We should do that. We should. So he'll be able to shed some more light on that. So Scott Clark, don't ever ask us some dumb shit like that again. Okay, look what you did. No, I, lo- <laughs> I love you, Scott, uh, and you need to make it to Illinois one time. I was going to make it up to his area, but I got sick. We had to turn around. That's right. That's a fun fact. Um, okay, let's... Uh, sorry, my phone's being... I'm trying to pull up our latest. This is some of the Instagram questions. Um, yeah, I'll pull it up. Man, there's some, some deep bangers. ones in here. We're going to make this a quicker episode. Um, What if any? If anything, are you going? Are you guys going to do to any of your hunting properties to improve the habitat on the grounds you hunt? Are you guys going to do any controlled burns or clearing of trees? Huge good. Um, that's Midwest Whitetail Mafia submitted that question. Um, the that's a that's a good question, man. For us, everyone from our show doesn't really have the ability to do those sorts of things to our ground mm. because we don't actually own. Any other ground that we are hunting right now, it's somebody else's ground, but we all have permission through. That's uh, Doug Schmidt has his own ground. His family does. Yeah, but um, his his parents uh, they, they hunt farm for years, it. so they they set it up the way they want. And it's a it's a way that has worked for them. So as far as them changing anything, I don't think they change anything. I, I, I Doug know? would have to be in here to talk on it. But for us, man, honestly, it's. We're kind of at uh, mercy to whatever the farmer decides to do on crop rotation or, you know, maybe I might try to weasel in like, hey, could you leave an acre in over here or, or whatever. But other than that, it's hand tool type of stuff. Mm. And uh, mostly we're at mercy with what the ground is and what the deer do depending on the terrain and the ground. And that's why, like, I talk a lot is I hang a lot of stands and move a lot because, you know, deer are unpredictable. So that's where I find my success. If I feel like if I had the ability to do that sort of thing, like set a box blind up and do all this. It would be, I would love to do that, have the opportunity to, but right now I, I don't think any of us really have that. And no. I feel like that's the majority of people are that way, but a lot of people that we interview um, and guests that we and our friends have the ability to do that. Um, so thanks for submitting that question. Um, sorry for the response. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of lame, right? Uh, sorry, man. Um, late season bow hunting advice, clothing setups, tactics. Uh, has New Jersey bow season runs till February seventeenth? Jesus, yeah, it, it, late season. Go to Florida. That deer season seems to be year round. I don't know what how New Jersey is, but for us, it's a uh, hit hit the fields in the afternoon only. Uh, sleep in, stay warm, and uh, you know play the wind. Especially late season whitetails are skittish critters. Um, hunting big game on a working class budget i'm not i that's a jk Payne 43 on instagram uh i'm not going to touch on that because we have an episode coming up real quick yeah. on that um so i'm gonna just i'm sorry we're gonna save that one uh this is a good one for good reason too because this is gonna be a banger episode. For, for good reason like i don't even want to get into it because we're gonna have somebody that knows much more about western hunting coming on really soon um in the next coming weeks that i think is gonna make a great episode uh chris missouri uh this is a good one I really love this question, actually. Uh, I'll read his question, then he has his take on it. He answers his own question? He Yes. He's yeah, like, way to go, Chris Rogers. I know who you are. He changed your Instagram name. I know who you are. Camo <laughs> patterns. Are they just fashion statements more than anything, really? I mean, how can a company promote its latest high-def digital, true-to-life, super-concealment pattern while at the same time promoting and selling 
hunting clothing and retro patterns from the 80s and 90s. Um, by the way, to add to my take on it, I do not believe camo doesn't help at all. I do believe camo doesn't help at all, okay? I just believe it's made for the human eye more than anything else. Pretty sure our forefathers in Realtree, hold on, and Native Americans weren't rocking Realtree Edge in the woods. Something as simple as spray painting dark lines on a gray or tan hoodie will do the same as the latest digital patterns as they're as far as breaking up your outline to game animals. Okay. Want me to go first? I mean, I, I can. I, I mean, I think it's, yeah, you know, when you look at our patterns and stuff, you know, you, you've all seen the, the trail cam pictures that you walk by at night. If you're wearing camo, your shit just looks gray, right? Like, if you've seen that. So, yeah, but- it, you know, you got you to gotta kind of wonder, all right, what is this camo pattern doing? But if you look at it from afar, does it break up a silhouette? And I think that's the main goal. As far as selling retro camo, like, that shit's just cool. I don't know that you'd necessarily want to take it to the woods with you, but wearing like a shirt with like a that real tree or that um what's the uh was it the mossy oak what which was was the one that um was like the tree bark was that real tree I don't know yeah I mean they had the real tree original and then mossy oak has like a bottom line type style that kind of looks similar yeah that looks it just looks cool I mean yeah it does it effectively I mean if you're looking at it from afar does it Here's my opinion. With lines, does it not break it up? I don't... Here's my opinion. I think it's dual purpose. I think that... Yeah, like, you always see the example, and you get the guy, like, the guy we talked about uh, that went and killed a, a deer with, a like, a Care Bear oh, yeah. outfit on. He's like, oh, yeah, you can kill anything with... The, yeah, sure you can. He shot a, a yearling, whatever. Like, I'm not saying you can't kill a mature buck in some goofy bright blue outfit. Like, anything is possible, yes, uh-huh. depending, like... You know, I can get 40 foot up in a tree and wear anything I want. I can wear one of those hats with the spinning windmill or the spinning, you know, propeller oh, on God, my head. Oh, what is that, dude? The little, the little bad kid. Yeah. You know what I mean, dude? He was always like, he was always getting into shit. It's just, yeah, what is that I hat? could kill a deer with that on, like, whatever. But I think that camo, yes, part of it is fashion. Like, if it looks attractive to the human eye, like, oh, that looks good, that's high definition, I want to buy that, that's neat. Like, yeah, you're making sales there. But I also think that, you know, even the retro stuff at the same time, that's more kind of like a cool throwback type of deal. Um, But I think, you know, that camo pattern is effective. Whether or not if that retro stuff's more effective than the new patterns, I think the difference is if you ever – Camo pattern where it really plays in is like at a distance for me in my experience. Like if I'm wearing Realtree original or whatever camo retro camo you want to name off, great looking pattern. It's cool. That's cool too. If I get out 50, 60, 70 yards, that pattern sort of blotches up and it looks dark blob. It looks almost like a black hoodie or whatever you have on. Whereas if you have this new high de- definition stuff that's designed for human concealment, yeah, it breaks up your outline. It's, if there was a war in the Midwest, every soldier would probably be wearing real tree edge or something because it really does blend you in. Like if I'm sitting in a tree stand in blue jeans and a t-shirt, you're going to see me more than if I was decked out in the latest HD camo pattern. And guys might argue, well, I, I do think it works. If I'm standing there, it, to the human eye, since that's what we're comparing it to, uh-huh. if it's like a fashion statement, it just looks good to the human eye. Well, if I'm standing in the woods in blue jeans and a black T-shirt and Steve's walking through, you're going to see me easier than if I'm in full-blown yeah. long-sleeve pants and a camo hat standing in the same bush. Right. Right. You see, the, you, does no, that I, my point kind of clear there? Like, No, and, and, and I get it. It's just It can look cool and be effective at the same time. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. I, I mean, you know what? Uh, what do you think the the Native Americans after they killed they killed deer? They're also they probably, like no shirt covered in mud. That's pretty damn good camo. Yeah, and they probably not, not that that was actually a true thing. Here yeah. I am stereotyping Native Americans, but oh, not as bad as Steve's episode. Oh, good lord, I didn't. But yeah, what do you think? Maybe they wore they, they probably uh, wore buckskin like deer skins because I mean I, you guys have all seen when you're like looking. And you're watching the deer, and then you look away, and you look back, like, where the hell? Oh, God, there's that thing. You know, just because of their color. I mean, hey, you never know, dude. Maybe someone will make make that color camo just deer hide. It might work. I do do agree with him, though. Like, it's all in your outline to, like, an animal especially. Exactly. But, you know, if we're going to, like, say, like, oh, it's just attractive to the human eye, you know, it, it is effective. It helps if... 
You know, yeah, you're outlined, but if a deer's staring right at you, you know, he sees you, you know, mm-hmm. and he catches you, a good camo pattern and using the in the right way might save your ass. Uh-huh. Fun to I always try if I can help it. Like if I'm gonna hunt an afternoon stand, I know that I always try to make it to where that sun is going down and the deer it's gonna be in the deer's eyes when they look up. I always try you know what I'm saying? So the sun's behind you as or, much as he can. Or yeah. to the deer. That's hard to do all the time, but it's damn good when you know it works out. Well sun rises in the uh in the west. West wind. <laughs> okay. Do you like that? It's wrong. I know. Okay. I was hoping you were joking. <laughs> so I looked right at you when I said it. <laughs> um, there's some of these that we're going to cover in the future. What booths would we spend the most time at, and what products we look forward to seeing the most at ATA? You know, we'd be all over. We, it's probably going to be just because of uh, the people that we've met. It would probably be Elite. Elite, Scent Crusher. We'll, we'll be, be there HHA. a lot. Scent Crusher. For, but, like, Scent Crusher and, and Elite will be there, but just because... Uh, a lot of people we've associated with uh, throughout, you know, the history of this podcast, we've mm-hmm. dealt with, and they're hooked up with Elite now. That's just one of them deals. But you know what I think? I, oh, sorry, I thought you were done. No, I, uh, I'm saying I hope uh, I hope there's a couple other um, other booths we can go to. You know, just some stuff that uh, we've tried out through the years and uh, have really liked. You'll get some more information. I don't know. Uh, what was the what was the one I wanted us to go to? We're pretty wrapped up on these. A lot of these are ones I want to cover in the future. Like we have, and I'm not like oh skating around it, but uh, I just feel like we're not going to do it justice because I'm not even going to act like oh I know like there's one question in there about survival hunting. You know, in Illinois, it's very minimal experience for that. But I have we have guests lined up on schedule right now to cover that type of stuff, and so I feel like that is worth the wait for the detail that they're going to get into. And I'm going to learn, you know, a ton. That's why I'm looking forward to those episodes. Mm. I think we should probably cut out of here. We got a lot of packing to do for ATA. All this equipment's going. Yeah, we do. In the box, and we're getting her ready for tomorrow. We're road tripping right after work. I'm not looking forward to that road trip, so I'm going to have to drink on the way up. Good idea. Um, Guys, thank you so much. Guys and gals, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, Hopefully you enjoy our ATA outcome (laughs) episodes. We'll try not to... Yeah, I'll kill you with it because um, people probably like the ATA. It's exciting. All the new shit's coming out, and it's uh, also of annoying type of year. If you're like, fuck, just show me my stuff, and that's it. Right. I'll let you close her out, Steve. Episode 190. <laughs> yeah, no, episode 190. Guys, thank you so much. Don't forget to go to workingclassbowhunter.com. We've got that brand new veterans tab, so if you want a vet shout out, Go ahead and uh, click the submission form, send it away to us, and we'll get the shout-out. We love you. Go shoot your bow. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.